Before we start our final podcast of the year, who do we have on the phone to help introduce us? Hey, Miguel and Holly. How are you guys doing this morning? Oh, we are so good. How about you, Jacob? I am doing good. I'm doing good. So, Holly O'Connor, listen, Holly O'Connor, um, can you please explain to me um about a solar eclipse and what that is, Holly, so I can know for sure what that is? Holly, no, Holly, a soul, a solar eclipse. You only got thirty seconds to do it. Okay, so it you have the oh boy, you have the Earth and you got <clears throat> the the sun kind of over here on like one side of the Earth and 20. the moon on the other, and then wait a second, now hold on, fifteen. So anyway, you've got the the Earth and the I can't explain 10. it. Sorry, um, you know Isn't what? Isn't that when the sun gets in front of the moon? Five. Yeah, well, oh no, I'm, I did it wrong. So the sun, the moon, Three, and the earth. Two, and when the sun's one. light and hits the moon, sorry. shut up. Looks like, no, we're going to have to do this in 2022. Oh, fine. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jacob. We don't have a whole lot of time today. It's when you can't see the sun because the moon's in the way. There, there we go. Oh, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Holly, you're okay. so sweet. Holly, you're so sweet. Right, the Holly, sweetest. Guess what, Holly, guess what, Holly? Listen, Holly, listen, Holly, listen, Holly. Whenever I talk to you, Holly, you do make me smile. Oh, well, that's great. I, I'm so glad, Jacob. Jacob, question real quick. What are you most looking forward to in 2022? I'm looking forward to being on more of you guys' podcasts in 2022. Can you like believe it. that? Absolutely. Well, Jacob, tell everybody what award-winning podcast they're listening to. Mm-hmm. They are listening to the award-winning Holly O'Connor podcast on Hot 101.5 with the loser last week, Scotty the Body. Wow, oh, that's oh, the first oh, time you even mentioned me and you call me a loser. Wow. I'm turning this off. Oh, ah, boy. Thank you, Jacob. Happy holidays. Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature audiences only. It's Miguel Fuller. Holly O'Connor. And Scotty the Body. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only on Hot And it is the last one of the year. Wow. What a year it's been. It has. What a stretch. It's so interesting when you think about all the topics we cover. Like every now and then I'll scroll through uh, the iTunes feed of all the episodes (laughs) we've done. And how weird and disjointed they are. I mean, what a year it's been. Uh, So thank you, Jacob, also for helping us. Uh, intro the last podcast and throwing shade at Scott. My Always. podcast, apparently. Yeah, it's just Holly's. I'm not even a part of anything. <laughs> and I still get shade thrown at me. Because I do the least amount of effort for this podcast. <laughs> I barely do anything. It's Holly's podcast. <laughs> I just show up and talk. Hey. Uh, thank you, Jacob, two times. Uh, I'm going to finally reveal what reality show that I've been working on. And also, Holly and Scott were on. Yes. Yes. As well. On the big screen. Um, then we're going to go over our New Year's resolutions for 2022. Uh-huh. And then we've got a sort of feel-good way for you to help in Tampa Bay if you do live here. Mm. Uh, there's a good way that you'll be able to do that. So we got a jam-packed podcast for the last one. Wanted to give you a fat one that you can go back Ooh, and listen to. That's a fatty daddy. So. <laughs> a little nickname. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, Holly. Beyonce. Uh, So we started talking about this last spring, actually, and it was sort of like a slow trickle. Yeah, that's right. Of talking about my fiance, Abe and I doing a reality show. And we were a little concerned because obviously we're planning a wedding. Uh, There's a lot going on with that. And 
the nature of this reality show, which I've never been able to reveal until now, mm-hmm. uh, it's not just cameras following us around every day. There is a specific nature. Which, it's about a thing. A thing. And this thing is very stressful. <laughs> it's and, and, and can you, we at least say it's not wedding related? Because no. when you first started mentioning it, even I was like, oh, it's got to be like some sort of wedding reality show because that would just fit right in. But right. it's not. So you're going through this whole wedding planning per, you know, this wedding planning season. And that's a lot as anyone who's planned a wedding knows. Mm-hmm. Secondarily, which is not even a secondary thing. Another primary thing in your life is this show and this thing that it entails. Exactly. And so finally, after lots of approval and getting things done and signed and sealed and delivered. Come on. I can finally reveal that the reality show is 100 Day Dream Home on HGTV. Yeah! 100 Day Dream Home! And to help talk about it... I have the host of the 100 Day Dream Home, Brian and Mika! Yeah! How are you guys? Oh, did we lose you? I hear a clicking. (laughs) Click, click, clack, clack. Uh Uh-oh. Y'all got one bar on that phone. You better move to a better area. Oh! Oh! You're off the show! That's about how your life goes, Miguel. Like... Literally, this is how Miguel and Holly stuff goes. I know. Like, we try uh, to make things cool for y'all. Like a six-month buildup, and it ends with a click of a phone. This is why we should probably re- pre-record this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, all live. It keeps it fun on the toes. It does. I know. Like, I try to make it. We used to pre-record a lot of stuff. Yeah. And then the bosses were like, ooh, why don't you Do maybe- it live. Yeah. Well, and there is a magic about doing it live, obviously. But you have to balance that magic out with like, uh, well, things that happen. happen. Right. A- anything can happen, aka it doesn't work out very well. All right, it should be. Maybe me. they got into a better location. I know they're driving right now. They're going to a different. Hello. Hello. Mika. Yep. Oh, yep. Mika. we got you. Hey. I love it. We're well, in the middle of nowhere right now, heading back home. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We're glad that you're here now. I love it. Now, if Sweet. people who listen to uh, the podcast and the show, uh, because we talked about it during our last show, uh, that we were going to be revealing it on the podcast, and if they're not super yep. familiar with HGTV, what is 100 Day Dream Home? Oh, man. So... In a nutshell, it's pretty much building from the ground up. So unlike a lot of the other shows on HGTV, we start with basically an empty dirt lot mm-hmm. and uh, creating something that hasn't been built before. And uh, hopefully the clients feel like it's a dream home at the end. Basically, <laughs> we, basically we go from foundation to front door in 100 days or less. So uh, we are pumped that uh, that you and uh, Abe are part of this season. Yeah. That is that huge. Is so exciting. And like, Miguel, like you said, this is different. So, and I mean, the stress that all of you have to be under, I can't imagine. Like, how do you deal with that? It's crazy. I mean, obviously, we've had more challenges um, because of what's going on in the world, right? Everything is just crazy. And uh, But Brian and I, we really, we kind of 
push through with the adrenaline of wanting to do this for our clients, making sure it's such a big decision, you know, um, building a house, making the design decision, yeah. where you're going to live. So it's really important that, you know, we do it right. Absolutely. I, think the most stress, I think the most stressful part is the fact if we don't get this house right, we are not going to be invited to the wedding because, hey, Holly, we have still not gotten our invite. I don't know if they've been lost in the mail. Oh, I don't know what's going on. That's awkward. Uh, you know, um, yeah, mail uh, slow sometimes. It's, it's slow. They're do, right. they call it snail mean, mail for a reason. Sort of with the challenges of building a house in a hundred days and what's going on in the world. Also, the post office is coming getting those challenges it's, as well. It's uh-huh. just struggle. It's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Miguel. Quick recovery. I love it. Now I'm curious because what's cool about this show is you all spotlight these homes around Tampa Bay. And it's yeah. this, this will be the third season wow. that Abe and I will be featured on. But can you sort of talk to us? Because, you know, whenever we're filming, we are filming, so we don't get a lot of downtime to sort of talk about what this experience has been like with you two. So if you don't know, uh, Mika, you are a designer and a real estate agent, correct? Yep. And, Brian, you are construction. You're the builder. Absolutely, yeah, Uh we, we've been having a blast on this. We've been working on the show probably for about four years, even though this is our third season. It is a ton of work, but we are still having a blast. And one of the best things about the show is, like you said, we can highlight the Tampa area. We build houses only in the Tampa area. So uh, we have so much to show off, and we're so proud of our area. And, uh, yeah, highlighting it on a national uh, platform is really, really special to us. How did you get started with it? Does HDTV, like, reach out to y'all, or do y'all reach out to them, or...? Long story short, you know, we had a connection. Um, it's actually a pr- production company, so HGTV is kind of like a satellite, right? They um, they don't produce it per se. They collaborate with production companies. So we had a friend that Brian worked with years ago, and, uh, man, we would pitch all kinds of stuff, like just random ideas. <laughs> and really it was already in the works because Brian and I started with, building spec homes um actually in st pete we did our first couple houses where we partnered up with a contractor we would build the house and then just sell it on the back end and we were doing those homes like very quickly like less than 100 days um so that was kind of how we got started and then we just realized that nothing on the network was showing new construction we're like man they have so many different shows which are great but they're all renovation shows Mm mm-hmm Wow. So we kind of felt like that we had, you know, the timing was right to kind of present that um, to show something being created from from nothing, really. From the ground up. Yep. Absolutely. And so is this your first, like, experience on TV, or did you have any prior experiences throwing you right into it? No, honestly, me, absolutely not. I, I mean, we used to do community theater. <laughs> so that's good. We used that's to helpful. have a live audience, and I feel like um, – you know, honestly, that's a little bit harder because, man, if you mess up on stage, everybody sees it. There's yeah. nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Live theater is much harder, and it's also, I, I don't know, you get the instant gratification because you hear the applause right away. But when, when, yeah. when we're done with a scene for 100 Day Dream Home, nobody applauds. Uh, not, you know, and, but the good thing is if you mess up, you get to do it again, which is awesome because I mess up all the time. <laughs> Oh, man, that is so cool behind the scenes. That's awesome. Wow. It is. It's been a really cool experience. Miguel, can we ask, maybe, I, and you just tell me if this is off limits. Be like, shut your mouth. How did you get involved with this? How did some, why did they pick Miguel? I mean, no offense. No, no. But like, <laughs> but like but you're like, Miguel. Oh, but why did they pick Miguel? No, like, why me? Well, so, so, Holly, I, I can actually answer that. So, 
the four or five people that we asked before all said no. So Miguel and Abe were the only ones left. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. No, not true. It's funny. Miguel, actually, he's, you know, the house is being built by, uh, we've got contractors and uh, relationships, uh, builder partnerships, you know, in St. Pete and Tampa. So this particular um, contractor was actually on our second season. So, you know, once you work with somebody and it goes well and they deliver a, a great product, or we try to keep those teams at bay so that when we get renewed for season three, four, five, six, we kind of already have our go-to um, teams to work with. But, yeah, Miguel, you can tell them you had to do a um, casting process, a, a little casting video, I believe. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. So when they reached out and said, hey, we know that y'all are interested in building, because at this point, like I said on our show yesterday, we talked about our predictions for uh, 2021 that we made at the beginning of the year. And mm-hmm. Scott, you had predicted that I would sell Chateau Oprah and that Abe and I would move into a new house. Yeah, just off a, I don't right. know. I was just throwing something at a wall. Well, and when you made that prediction in January of 2021, I was like, well, we're not because <laughs> over Christmas break, we had looked around for some houses and we were like, you know what? We're not at a place financially because the market was starting to go up at that point. We were like, we're just going to sit on Chateau Oprah for a little bit more until we feel more comfortable financially. But then right. we started talking to people that had met with Meek and Brian and some of their contractors that they work with. Oh. And they were like, you know what? We actually have this uh, project that we think you and Abe might be interested in, but you got to make a video and tell us about yourself. Wow. Ah, little nerve wracking. But you know what? So honestly, perfect. Absolutely perfect. Doing radio to me also feels like it would be so much harder. You guys are live, right? And so like, it's like almost like live theater. You really are exposing yourself. <laughs> you know what's funny, guys? I actually went to UCF for radio because my parents always encouraged me because I had a great face for radio. But oh, <laughs> Brian. I never I never got into radio, but I this was I always wanted to do radio. So this is like a dream come true for me being on your show right now. Oh, that's so cool. Yes. Well, this like, is so we don't awesome. meet that many people that are like, we went to school for radio. Like, who does that? Right, nobody. Uh, <laughs> nobody. Jokers <laughs> like People us. like us. Like, they just yeah. end up on the radio telling you, yuck, yuck, jokes. Yeah, yeah. So I, I am super interested. If I can ask, I want to know what your listeners, I want to know the random guesses they had of what reality show they thought you were on. Oh, yeah. It was all sorts of things like Property <laughs> Brothers, uh, yeah. the new show that just premiered on Netflix, Selling, Selling Tampa, 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 uh, yeah. Tampa. And um, I think especially at the beginning when I was talking about just the audition process uh, before we really know everything of what was going on. They thought it was going to be something like a marriage show or yeah. like something about. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yep. It, yeah. it, just, it made sense. It made right. sense. And then when we found out it really wasn't, people were all over the board with uh, guesses. <laughs> but I had a friend, I have a friend in Ohio that as soon as they advertised, you know, selling Tampa, she's like, I know. It's not a big, it's the secret's out. Miguel's on the show. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's not that. She goes, oh. Oh. Never mind. You tried. Well, I, I, didn't, I couldn't tell her what it was, though, but now we can spread the word. Yes, it's so great. Um, we're super excited. The um, So our series premiere will be February 21st. We don't know exactly the order of um, the episodes quite yet, but, you know, Monday nights at 8, and uh, 
we're just really stoked. And we've got 10 new projects this season that are going to be on air. And So, Misha, here's what I'm thinking. I mean, we are the last episode of their 2021 podcast. I'm almost thinking Miguel and Abe Ooh. should be the season finale. Oh! Gotta repay the favor. Yes! Ooh. That'd be dope. Finale. I like that. Save the best for last, honey. Yeah. We'll pay for it. And then, hey, and then we need to have a rap party. Yes! <laughs> oh, I, oh, I can't wait it. to watch this. I oh, know. my goodness. I'm, so, I'm going to sit there hey. with some popcorn just... This is going to be so cool because, yes, I mean, how fun was it me getting to go meet you guys in person? And, yes, Scotty and Holly are on the episode, too. Wow. That's unreal. That yes. still feels like a dream. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, so real so quick. So, Holly, so we had so much fun at your live show in Ybor City. Yeah. Hey, just be honest with us. Do you think anybody would even show up if we did 100 Day Dream Home Live? <laughs> Are you I gonna have? have yes. yes. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can listen. We can storyboard some concepts and come up with some crazy. <laughs> oh, like, leave it to away us. House. Look at you with the lingo. I'm about to say, listen, we'll come up with something crazy. Yeah. Like, but I don't. I don't think that you would want our live show, but like your live show, to be produced by us. No. Because I don't know if HGTV would approve what we'd have y'all do. Absolutely. Like, already and, been pitching HGTV after hours needs to happen, y'all. Come oh. on. Oh. I like Can that. Can you imagine Scotty and Brian in a tool belt and nothing else? Hey. Oh, snap. Hey, the ratings would be pretty good, I think. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Now, I have, to, I have to bring out my sledgehammer. Oh. Wow. Oh, you see? I just you have see? a hammer. Oh. I love it. Um, this, is, uh, this is called Uncensored, right? Yes, yes it is. Yes, it is. That's We go there. Uh, <laughs> what nice. has it been like for you all to go from – building houses and uh, real estate just, you know, here in the area to having your businesses spotlighted nationally. How has that changed y'all's everyday life? Um, It honestly, it's funny because I don't feel like it has. I mean, I think no. it, it is a little strange now. Um, the first season it was like, okay, nobody really comes up to you. Um, but now, you know, sometimes we'll go out and they'll be like, oh, my God, Mika and Brian. It's so flattering, and I love our viewers. It's so weird. It still feels so weird. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it is kind of it, – it's a little bit scary, too, right, because you're putting yourself out there for everybody. The, the Mostly positive, but sometimes you get some haters. But, yeah. honestly, we don't change who we are. We're, yeah. we're comfortable. We have integrity in what we're doing, and, and that's, the, that's the most important. I think the funniest thing is when people meet us in person, they say, oh, my gosh, you are the same exact people who we see on the show. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's the goal. Yeah. Um, I mean, people say I'm a lot taller in person than on TV. Um, they don't say I'm handsomer in person, though. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. um, the lighting, the filter, the spotlight, you know, all that's that good fine. stuff. I love it. <laughs> Y'all have such great personalities and make it really easy, especially for my fiance, Abe, who, you know, we do this for a living. That's what you all do, uh, you know, as part of your job is being on camera. But with Abe, he's just a painter. He was like the first time we shot with you all, I was like, oh, how is he going to do? But I feel like he came with it, and he did such a great job. Oh, my job. God. Abe is so comfortable. Like, I feel like, you know, honestly, um, for us now, it's like the cameras aren't even there. We're just like, let's just yeah. have fun, and they'll just follow us around. But it is intimidating, I think, in the very beginning. But, no, man, I mean, it, you guys just have such fun energy, too, that I told you it's like it's so easy uh, to work with you, and so yeah. it, it's perfect. Abe is a superstar that he doesn't even know about. Uh, oh. I mean, you guys are a fantastic couple, and I would say in season three, you guys are in the top ten of our favorite couples. Oh, <laughs> hey. High five, Miguel. 
Like hey, hey, listen, I'll take it. Hey, for all you listeners, don't let Miguel and Holly fool you about Abe. If you guys were at Miguel and Holly Live, you saw that Abe is not shy. Yeah. He was on that stage almost more than Miguel was. <laughs> he was stumbling around that stage and did a little dance. Okay. <laughs> This is so true. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much for helping us to reveal, and thank you so much for the journey. And can't wait to reveal the house and the episode uh, when oh, it comes out. Great. And what is Very the premiere cool. date again? Uh, February 21st. February 21st. Uh, at 7 o'clock, they're playing like a little special repack from season two. And then at 8 o'clock, new episode. And thank you guys for, you know, just showing us love in the Tampa Bay community and spreading the word. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Ooh, Brian Mika, HGTV, yeah. 100 Day Dream Home. Woo. Thank Let's you, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Oh, that is so cool. Miguel! Oh, there we go. You're going to be a star. Don't yeah. be on TV. You're building the house. Yeah, like, that has been just so crazy to sit on. Yeah. This whole process is building a house. Like, first off, never... Ever, 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 ever thought in my life that I would be building a home. Right. So that's number one. Like number one. And then two, the decisions. And this really, I feel like, has tested our relationship. Yes. Because. Not only are you building a home, which is stressful on a relationship anyway. You're doing it for cameras. Right. Exactly. And then having, trusting other people to. Help you and do it for you. Yes. And so that's what's been one of the craziest parts about this experience is I feel like it really cemented that Abe and I work really well together. Yeah. Because one of the things that I I sort of take from Holly and I's relationship through the years is I know Holly where you have trouble with stuff and you know where I have trouble with stuff. Mm -hmm. And so we sort of make up for it in that way. But that's because we have, you know, what, 13 years of friendship and working together. So we know that. Daily grinding, you know, discovering things little bits at a time and it all adds up. Absolutely. Where Abe and I have been together for four years and we're like putting our feet to the fire. And so what's really cool is one of the times, uh, and you'll see, I think, in the episode, uh, when we were going to check on some stuff at the house, and they're explaining it. So Brian's a builder, Mika's a real estate agent, Abe uh, is a painter, and they're talking about stuff, and it's just a dirt lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh-huh. like oh, the cameras are there, so I I'm just how, like, I know how you get to like when you don't grasp something, mm-hmm. you get frustrated, and then you just get silent so mm-hmm. that you can try to process. And if you still don't get it, it's a bad scene. Then I'm just like, what? And so Abe would make sure that every time we were with them and we were having a meeting about something with the house, he would say, wait a minute, hold on. I know Miguel can't picture this in his head, so let's sort of walk through it so he can visualize it. Because I'd be like, girl, I just trust you because, like, I can't visualize in my head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he would really stop every meeting to make sure that I understood exactly what we were getting. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that was one of the really the coolest parts about our partnership and learning each other and, you know, uh, our weaknesses and our strengths. Yeah. And then also, like, making sure that we both got things out of this house that we really want. Yes. Um. So, obviously, I can't, and which is one last thing about this, is I have some friends that have also been building homes around this time, and they're, like, posting progress pictures all the time, and I'm like, 
I want to post pictures. So I've got like a billion photos on my phone. When can you post them? Not till February? Yeah, not till after the episode ends. Aw, man. Yeah, so, but then it's going to be the biggest photo dump. Heck yeah, bring it. Life. Photo dumps on dumps on dumps. We ha- Bring the dumps. <laughs> we, we have this radio friend. Her name's Riley. She does radio in Washington, D.C., and she had been planning for her wedding for so long. I think it got put off by the pandemic. When it finally happened several months ago, like, girl, she's still doing photo dumps. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, I'm here for it. Like, you know how many pictures they take at a wedding? So I probably at least once a week we'll get, like, some photo update from Riley's wedding that happened months ago. Mm-hmm. But she's like, no shame. Here you go. And that's going to be me. It's going to be wedding and reality show pictures. Yeah. Because I have so many pictures with Brian and Mika that I just haven't been able to post. And I'm just like, You're like here we are together. Yay. One day. That is the worst. When you have like so many life experiences that you're just like, well, I can look at them. I want to share. In my camera roll. That was cool. That that was cool. I'm going to like my own picture. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. Thanks. Soon enough. It's fine. Just send it to some friends and say hi. Yeah. Um, so we do have a guest that we'll be talking to. So I I have a feeling we might have to split this part up into two mm. uh, when we talk to this guest in just a little bit. Okay. But we usually do this at the end of the year on our last podcast. Is sort of go over, um, I think we, we called it the vision board for oh. the next year. The vision board or the resolution or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically what we're looking forward to in the new year. So Scott, let's start with you. Hmm. What are you looking forward to on your vision board or as a resolution in 2022? That's a good question. This is hard because last year I had a lot of great stuff. And as I think a lot of us went through, this year just literally blinked and I was like, oh my gosh. So fast. I did not get a second to really hop on these things. So I'm moving a lot of stuff to this year. I got to start getting back on my reading. You know, I really do believe a big part of my success journey has been reading and learning other people's stories. And so a big thing for me is I want to get 24 books done in the year. That's two a month. Get Ooh. back in my reading grind. That helps so much cool. in 2020, going into 2021. And obviously that helped me get through a lot and get to this place in my career. Mm-hmm. I also, I plan on running another marathon. Oh. That's the goal. Uh, just to start at that, I would like to like train for a triathlon and hopefully use them to raise money. And a big goal of mine, I'm going to say it out loud so I hold myself accountable because it's been terrifying to even announce. I'll just start it with this. It's going to be the base level. I do want to hit 1,000 pull-ups in a day to raise money for charities. One of the goals I saw a long Isn't time ago. That's kind of a lot. It's a That's ton. a lot. Like, when you do competitions, Holly, for CrossFit, yeah. if they have, like, 50, most people will do, like, I'll do 10, you do 10, I do 10, you do 10. Like, you don't do 1,000 just no, you, I've been training for this since about summer of 2021. Aren't your arms going to fall off? Yeah, but oh. there's a dude named David Goggins who I read his book, and he did 4,000-some pull-ups in, like, in 24 hours. The goal is to get there. I want to hit the number that he hit, over 4,000 within 24 hours. That's the end goal. You know to what? Raise Good for money. you. Good Thank for you. you. Thank you. Wow. It's, Dream big. Yes. yes. How many have you gotten so far? I just do days of 100. I do 100 about every day or every other day. Ah! No wonder your arms are so jacked. Well, you know, we're working on We're trying to... I want to do something to really make an impact. Something crazy. Something that's going to help raise money for something great. Because that's what happened when I did my first marathon. Yeah. Now the stakes are higher. And so... That, on top of the last thing that I'll mention here, is just I want to attend my first seminar 
for one of the motivational speakers that I follow so intensely, like a Tony Robbins, you know, so many different people, Eric Thomas. I follow so many that I'm wondering, why haven't I gone? Mm. Why haven't I gone? Because eventually that's what I want to do. Why haven't I seen it in person? Yeah. And I want to make it a point to actually get out there and go do it. So, yeah, that's. Can I ask, what about like your relationship or like the emotional side of things? Because I feel like sometimes you will give the very like positive motivational stuff. Yeah. And that's sort of like your crutch almost. Uh But you sort of always skim over the deep stuff. Oh, Miguel. The de- okay, well, again, this is how I work. You got to probe a little deeper to get exactly what you're looking for. But I think the deeper stuff, it's hard. You know, I think it's a I, – I I've said this to my girlfriend before. I have a – and now I've put a pause on really shooting forward for future plans with a relationship or anything like that because I don't like it to bite me in the ass mm-hmm. a little bit. You know, when I set future plans out before in prior relationships, again, it's almost like – Let's get there when we get there. Let's take this step by step. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the... What do you mean by plans? Like plans as in like, all right, we're going to move in together. We're going to, you know, I uh, plan on this is what our house is going to look like. This is what our wedding's going to look like. You did tend to get a little carried away. I did. And you know what I really realized is that it's, I was losing sight of the moment that I was in. Yeah. And that's something that a lot of people are like, why aren't you moved in with your girlfriend? I'm like, I'm not there right now in my relationship, especially right now. Like, I'm, I've loved the process of which we have grown. Mm-hmm. I've literally taken this step by step where I'm monitoring myself and how I feel in the relationship. And that's what gives me energy to keep putting work into the, like, into the relationship. So it's like, today, what can I do to make our relationship grow? Like, yesterday, I was like, I picked up dinner and I cooked before she even had a chance to, like, get, you know, showered and everything like that. I was like, let me go ahead and make sure that we're good here mm-hmm. before even planning those future things. So I think... For the emotional side, I definitely am excited for, one, my relationship to go to another level. I think this next year will be that because we have done things this past year that have just just really opened my eyes and opened my heart for what somebody means when they say they love you and how much somebody could care. Like, she has been such just an amazing human in my life for that. And so I do want to start putting more adventures in our life. And so a future plan, you know, to be able to travel somewhere hopefully out of the country together, that would be a plan. But I don't know how to conceptualize that into a goal on paper of what you're thinking. Mm. Well, I I think where you're at is a good place. Like, you've been together a year, and not even, like, officially. Like, you've only been officially together, like, what, six, eight months? Yeah, yeah, six, eight months. Okay, so this is that golden period of time where you're just enjoying each other, learning about each other, and things are in a comfortable, not like bad comfortable, like you're getting in that comfortable groove where it's like you're growing together. Right. Yeah. And nothing has to happen. Like mm-hmm. you just keep working on it day by day. Yeah. And I, that's where I really love being in right now. I love watching this slowly grow. It's, yeah. I'm, you know, I, I was talking to a friend recently and it's like, instead of just thinking that my roots are automatically going to be there and it's strong trees going to be able to grow as in this relationship is going to be able to just be as strong as hell. Now I got to let my, my roots sink. Every day is a little bit more where I'm like, ah, I see. Like, I, I feel the feelings coming further and further, and I love that. Mm-hmm. I love catching myself and not pushing myself further when it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not ready for that. Take it day by day. Yeah. And so that's where I am with that. And then, I don't know. I don't remember the rest of the question. That's that good, was though. exactly what I was looking okay. for. That was a good answer. I was, I was like, the other stuff, I'm like, well, that's great. That's fine. Yay. But That like, stuff, I, I know how to do that stuff well. I it's need to this know, stuff that's like, going to be a challenge, yes. Yes, because... That's one of the things that I'm enjoying as I look back 
in getting older is seeing what I learned and sort of being like, wow, this year taught me this or this year taught me that. And all of those experiences that you go through, the hardships, it builds up to who you are and it gives you that wisdom, that knowledge and patience, hopefully, Mm -hmm. um, about yourself and about the world and about other people that makes you into a well-rounded adult. Mm. And so that's why I feel like sometimes instead of talking about things that we want to do, what about the inside? Like what have we Mm. learned and what are we hoping to do in the new year to better ourselves? Because, hey, we're living in a society where we don't have to spend our every waking day getting food and cattle and stuff like that, (laughs) where we have the time and the resources to really turn inward Mm -hmm. and ask ourselves, are you okay? What are you doing? What have you learned? So that's really cool. I agree. Yeah. All right. uh, Holly, do you want to get one in before we start or do you want to wait? We can wait. Because we have to talk to this person in about three minutes or so. No, we can wait. And my, I don't, I I think I did not understand the assignment. Okay. (laughs) I didn't make a list. That's fine. Listen, it, Holly. What? It's a podcast. There's no assignment. You can do whatever you want. Okay. It's fine. Well. Because I know you're like, well, I, I, I did. I'm sorry. And I, what's funny is that the one thing that I do have sort of actually addresses the fact that I'm like, oh, shit, he's got a list. <laughs> I literally came up with this list like five minutes before we started the podcast. Oh. Right. This, okay. is, this is not something I've been sitting on. And I will keep my life more updated on my Instagram with as I go further in my own like vision board. Yeah. Because this is just a start. I know these are things that I'm like, for sure I want to make sure that happens. But okay. this is not like all of it, anything all encompassed. Literally five minutes before the podcast, I was like, wait, these are a couple things that actually that could go further. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, well, I don't have a list. I just have like sort of a overarching theme. But we can mm. wait if you want. Okay. Yeah. yeah why don't we do that? He's supposed to be joining. Scott, why don't you come on inside too on your computer? <laughs> So here's the behind-the-scenes stuff that you get to hear on the podcast that normally we would try to edit out and whatnot, but it's a podcast, girl. All right. Oh, and he's in. Oh. I'm going to wait till you come in, Holly, or Scott. Trying. Because he can't hear us. Um, and so, like I said, this is something that we are sort of giving to you if you're like, oh, I really want to give back, uh, you know, in this holiday season. All right. Both of you are in the waiting room. <clears throat> Uh, oh. I just like the music. Oh, it always sounds so it's a little sad. You turn the computer me. up, Scott. Oh, here we go. Admit, admit. And Thomas, can you hear us? Wait, hold on. Maybe we're working through the technology. I'm here. Oh, oh we got you. Hey. Hey, hey. Yes, thank you so much for joining Miguel and Holly Uncensored. This is Thomas Mance. Am I getting your last name correct? Yes, sir. All right. He is the CEO of Feeding Tampa Bay and the president. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if someone is new to the area or maybe because our podcast actually reaches a lot of people that don't even live here, yeah. uh, what exactly is Feeding Tampa Bay? Well, uh, I'll answer the second part of your question first. Uh, and that is wherever your listeners are, there is a food relief organization like Feeding Tampa Bay there. And so uh, we want everybody to know that we exist across the United States and have been there for a long time making sure we do this. And this is really two things. 
First and foremost, we try to make sure that there is good, healthy food on the tables of our neighbors who don't have that. And so we go out and we find all the excess food that there is. So think about if you go to a grocery store, right? Everybody does the same thing when you buy milk. What do you do? You walk up, you look at the date, you push all the ones in the front to the side, you grab the one in the very back because you want the best date, right? Mm. Everybody does that. All that food is perfectly good for consumption, but you won't buy it as a consumer. So the stores pull that off the shelves. So we go and we grab all of that. We also get food from farms and manufacturers and other places, right? Uh, and so we take all of that food and then we turn around and we make sure that it gets into the homes of our friends and neighbors who need that. Okay. Sometimes we deliver it as an organization or more often than not in a place like Tampa Bay, we support about 450 different charities wow. and those charities are local to their community. We make sure they get the food they need. And then that food gets into the household of the person that we, uh, that needs it. And the other thing that we do is alongside all of that, everybody that comes into our care, also wants a way to never, ever need us again. So we connect people to training, benefits, wow. job training, all of that, because we find most people that end up needing food from us have had a series of circumstances that have put them in a tough spot. Mm. They don't want to be in that spot again. And we can help find a pathway for them to move out of that. And again, hopefully not need us. Long explanation, but I appreciate you asking. But that is really cool, though. That's yeah. a lot of, I didn't realize you had so many organizations that you actually help out. Yeah. That's and a ton. I have to imagine it's all very fast turnaround. Well, yes. Yeah, so if you think about it in this way, an organization like Feeding Tampa Bay, last year we moved uh, roughly about 115 million pounds of food into the community. Wow. Uh, and most of that, yeah, most of that's dated, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you, that's we, have pe- we have people, we have, we have trucks that go out in the morning, pick up food, and deliver it in the afternoon. Never even touches our warehouse because wow. you're right. Uh, it's a great question because you've got to make sure that you're getting it in, you know, into someone's home as quickly as you can, particularly when you're talking about our focus. Uh, studies show that people who struggle economically will buy unhealthy food much more mm. often because it's cheaper. Yes. yes. Part of our objective that. is, yeah, but part of our objective, and there's nothing wrong on occasion with, with uh, you know, some tasty, unhealthy food, right? We all have that, but you can't make it a diet. And so we really focus on making sure we're getting perishable, fresh, good vegetables, tasty things that we all enjoy. But if you've been to the store, you know that those are a bit more expensive. So that means it's all the more important that we're moving food more quickly because if it's perishable, it's got to go fast. One of the things that I enjoy about feeding Tampa Bay, because I took a tour of their facilities a few months ago, was the education program you have Mm. because as a person Mm -hmm. that grew up in a household where my mom has no clue what a carb or a protein is you know our diet (laughs) talking about growing up poor was fast food or sandwiches and so when I got to college I remember um, on our college campus we had a Chick-fil-a and that was part of the food plan so I would eat Chick-fil-a for breakfast lunch and dinner And I was talking to one of my friends and I was like, I really want to like lose weight. I don't know how. And he was like, well, what are you eating? And I told him what I ate and his eyeballs got so big. And he was like, well, you realize how bad that is. And and I honestly, now I look back and I'm like, oh gosh, this poor guy was like, are you crazy? Like he fell out. He was like, he you did. said you weigh where three times a day? But I literally had no know. clue. I yeah. had no, because there was no education about what you what you yeah. should eat and what you shouldn't eat. But that's one of the things that you all do at Feeding Tampa Bay, correct? It is. You know, I think we really view education in, in, in many ways as a really important part of, of 
of our work. So when someone comes to see us, as we know, as we said, you know, food is a symptom. There are other things going on in their world. And we often think, okay, what can we bring to you to solve some of those other conditions again, so you don't have to come back and see us. So sometimes when we're giving folks good food that they're not used to, we provide recipe cards. We actually have a Charlie cart, we call it, which goes around, we do cooking demonstrations. Uh, But we also seek to help people understand this is how you can manage or use foods that are unfamiliar to you. Because just Mm. like you mentioned, it wasn't familiar in your world. But I'd also expand that answer a bit to say, you know, we also do financial literacy training. We don't do the training. Like we don't, Feeding Tampa Bay doesn't do the training, but we bring in a partner Mm. because we often find that one of the reasons why people are struggling economically is nobody ever taught them how to manage their bills or to, you know, manage checkbooks. And we have a lot of bank partners and terrific friends that can come in and say, hey, come to a class Mm. and we'll teach you how to do some of these things. Because I think what you're talking about uh, is we all take for granted that everybody had the same access to information training uh, that everyone else did. And the answer to that is usually not true. Yeah. And so we solve that problem, meaning we get folks educated, just like you. Suddenly you have a whole new viewpoint available to you. The cost of your food goes down because you're preparing it for yourself and your health goes up because you're creating healthier meals for yourself. Mm-hmm. All of it leads to a, a, a more stable and healthy household. And I just, I literally am getting goosebumps as you're saying that because I'm just thinking about how I came into the world as an adult without so many tools yeah. Yeah. of not knowing finances, so many, health. It's not there for people. None. The building blocks are not there. None. Like we didn't, I never had health insurance growing up, you know? So like the first time I went to yeah. the dentist is when I got a, a full-time job when I was 21, you know? And so there's all these things that you don't know that you need. Mm. And so having organizations like you all to help people be able to help themselves mm. is so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that, that uh, probably I've been doing this work for 20 years. Uh, one of the things that's always bothered me most uh, is the conviction that many have that the people who need help have somehow done something wrong mm. or deserve to be in that position. And we find the folks that we, that come into our world to be brave, strong. It really is hard to reach out a hand and say, I need help. Um, incredibly willing to make changes and desirous of opportunity, right? We find that over and over and over again, just like you talked about with your own story. What we're really hopeful for is that we can just simply provide a pathway that someone can walk forward. And I think, you know, for us, if, if, if your listeners could understand one thing, we say this a lot internally, don't criticize the choices I make till you know the options that I have. Oh, and if we can say that one more time, uh, say that one more time. Don't criticize the choices I made until you understand the options that I have. Preach. And I think if we can better, you know, create better options, we know people will make better choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When wow. you know better, you do better. That's right. right. Amen to that. Yeah. All oh, of us. All it. of us. Not, mm, not just someone that shows up at our, our, our pantries. No. But all of us. Anybody. Mm-hmm. All of us. Any one of us. Now, Thomas, how can people help out feeding Tampa Bay? Because you all have so many tentacles where you reach and help out people in the community. And if someone's like, I want to get back, I got $10, I got $5, I got a hand to help, I got some time. Yeah. How can they help out? There are three ways that someone can support us. I think first and foremost, you can give the gift of your time. We're a volunteer-led organization, and probably your most valuable asset in your life is your time. And so 
you can come and give us three hours one day. We can make sure you're able to help us transform our community. So one is the gift of time. Uh, number two is the gift of your voice. You know, if folks are listening to your show today and they hear this and they think, hey, I want to talk about this or I want to know more about this, make sure you tell the story. Because we believe the more people that talk about the idea that one in four kids or one in seven adults are food insecure in Tampa Bay today, the more the community is going to say, let's make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. And then finally, we are supported by the community's donations. And if someone is of a disposition or ability to be able to help us financially, we would appreciate that and, and make sure that it helps out in a local community, in your local, our local uh, community. So all three of those are critically important. And if you go to feedingtampabay.org, you can sign up to volunteer, or if you're so disposed, you can make a donation. Um, I think all of that goes to say, what I would say about it is this, all of us care about the community we live in. All of us have an obligation and responsibility to make sure it's the best place where all of us can be. And working with nonprofit or charitable organizations in these ways is a way for everybody to say, hey, let's make our own community the place we want it to be. Thomas Mance, president and CEO of Feeding Tampa Bay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I, um, thanks for having me on your show. It's so terrific to be here with you all today. I appreciate it. Happy holidays. Same to you. Bye. Ooh. Man, mm. was he speaking some some truth there? Yeah, was... I'm so glad for that, and I'm glad that we had the platform to, um, you know, amplify his voice because I think a lot of people really want to help. Yep, but they don't know how. Yeah. Right. Likewise, I think a lot of people need help and they don't know where to yeah. go, and that's an organization that can do both. And that's one of the reasons why we started um, our <clears throat> our volunteer squad that we have. Uh, years ago when we first got here that we had to obviously stop because yeah. of the pandemic and hopefully we can pick it back up in the future. But it's one of the things that we love and we how we promote it is you want to give back, but you just don't. I mean, you barely have time to like balance your checkbook or to look at it or to, you know, schedule an appointment for your own self. So the last thing that you're going to do is, you know, type in, schedule, how do I volunteer? Yeah. yeah. And then like, where do I volunteer sort through the Google search engine, like results? You're like, uh, I don't know. Right. So we have the platform to do. And I know it's not always the sexiest topic, but it's a needed topic. Yeah. And I love I'm going to put that on a on a something on my Instagram that quote he said, because that. Oh, that's so fucking good. Yeah. Um, Holly. Hey. Let's talk about your 2022. Okay. And whatever you're looking forward to. Okay. So I, for my virtual vision board, I should really pull out the old actual vision board. Um, there's a, two things that I really want to focus on, and they go hand in hand. It is stepping out of fear and believing in myself. That's it. That's huge. But it is. And I mean, when I tell you that this thing, this this package deal of like two kind of separate things, but they're kind of hand in hand, oh, encompasses my whole life. I mean, that's what I, I mean, every facet, like personal life, professional life, parenting, childing, like whatever. It just every part. And it's all, you know, psychological, obviously. Mm -hmm. And it's my pre-programmed training, my default settings are to be um, sort of afraid 
I'm afraid of hurting someone else's feelings. I'm afraid of people not liking me. I'm afraid of not doing the right thing, of not being perfect. And I never realized how much I operate from a place of fear until very recently, um, even as I've gone through all of the therapy and stuff, because it Therapy takes a long time. You're yes. not done in one session, okay? It's constant work. Oh, my God. You always just, like, you figure out one thing, and then you're like, oh, my God, yes. Wait. Oh, no. Here's something Here's else. Here's something else that just uncovered. He's just digging down deep. And so I just let fear be the default program, mainly because I believe it kept me safe. You know, your brain is programmed at a young age to do certain things or respond in certain ways to different situations. And unless you're very conscious of it, you continue that programming as an adult. Because mm. why would you change? It's like right. um, you don't know what you can't see. Why would you break out of the matrix if you don't even know there is a matrix? Mm-hmm. So fear programming and uh, not feeling like I'm good enough or I am you know, capable enough or nobody else would think I'm whatever. That's how I've operated for pretty much my whole life. And so I really, really want to try, and it's not going to happen overnight, and it is certainly not going to be like a a switch that gets flipped where I can just be this person, right? But I'm going to really try in this coming year. And it's going to be the filter in which I have to put most decisions through, and it's going to be so scary. Absolutely. Like it's going to be really scary for me because – it's uncomfortable, and I'm going to feel unsafe. Mm. And I think that's the the key right there. Right. It's not just uncomfortable. It feels unsafe. Right. Um, and in some instances, it actually might be unsafe. And that's where I have to kind of, like, walk that line because it's not like, and I don't want to, again, I don't want this to sound, like, braggadocious. Like, I'm not an invisible person. I have a public platform. And so that makes things that I do in my life very visible, you know, and very open to criticism. Yeah. And very, excuse me, and very, uh, you know, things could be unsafe for me, depending on things that I choose to do, say, put out, whatever. So there is a very real line of, oh, my gosh, like, I'm afraid to share this one thing because I'm afraid of what people will think. Caution to the wind. I'm going to do it anyway because this is my new year and my new me. Like, that would be one thing if I had a job where nobody knew the name Holly O'Connor and that was it. Yeah. That would be one thing. But it's a whole nother thing when I am sort of on a platform where a lot of people do know who I am and my ability to make money for my family can be in jeopardy based mm. on, you know, other things. Like, things that if I'm afraid of how people might take things, it's not just about, well, I'm just going to like, you know, get thick skin and what uh, what random people on the internet say about me that's not going to matter. It kind of does in my life. So that's where I, I it's, it's weird because I want to break free of that fear, but a healthy amount is not terrible in this profession because I also want to keep doing this profession. Yes. Right. So that's where I walk the line this year. But I really want to try to start living more in a space that doesn't operate from default fear. Mm, Love that. And I feel like if you listening really dig down deep, that affects a lot of us, uh, especially because of how we grew up and what we 
we're made to feel like. Yes. Unknowingly. Oh, yeah. It's not all knowingly. subconscious that just guides you. And it's generational. Absolutely. It's that generational trauma yep. that just cycles through, cycles through. Mm-hmm. And we're the generation, millennials, Gen Z. So many of us are the uh, chain breakers, the right. cycle breakers. And that's tough because we don't have a, a blueprint for how to do it. And we're pissing people off. And we're trying to learn and heal and be better for our kids and then be an example for our parents. And our parents are like, what the hell are you doing? And our kids mm-hmm. are like, you're not doing this right. And you're like, I don't, I know. I don't Sorry. know. It's, I see us. Well, it's true. I mean, even on my Instagram, like I post the sort of my, you know, thoughts, but they're just memes, motivational memes. And it's just a way for me to like in the morning when I'm waking up and just sitting on the toilet. Mm. And it's a way for me to, instead of just like scrolling mindlessly through Instagram and Facebook, I it gives me a purpose. Scrolling so, intentionally. Right. So I go through sort of the motivational Instagram accounts that I follow um, or, you know, I save them when I see them throughout the weekend. And it gets me set in a right mind frame. And yes. so especially the ones that I've been posting recently just about learning if something is not serving you anymore, it's okay to say no. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to disappoint people. Mm-hmm. And everyone on my, you know, Instagram or Facebook page, they're like, oh, my God, Miguel, thank you for posting this for me. And I'm like, I love you, but this is for me. I'm trying to help myself because I have to make my life decisions and be happy for me because at the end of the day, it's going to be me, Abe, and my mama, and I got to make the best decisions possible for us. That's right. Even it's going to disappoint a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's hard. But see, that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, I so have I a hard it. time with that. Absolutely. Ah. My 2022, <clears throat> my vision board, my resolutions, whatever you want to call it. Mm. I really want to, after the wedding and the honeymoon, and life figures itself out mm-hmm. for Abe and I, we have to focus on us. Because there have been so many times over the past, like, fall and holiday break where when one of us is drunk and the other one's not so much, we're like, we really need to have a date night. We really need to spend some time by ourselves. Because our lives are so busy. Mm. Um, Now that you know what's happening with building a house, planning a wedding, we're living in a temporary place that is, you know, 30 minutes from everything that we do. So in understandably with Abe, because when I go home or leave from work, my drive is relatively easy. Whereas when he comes home in five or six o'clock, it's like Sitting in traffic for so long, 45 minutes to an hour. By the time he gets home, he's like pissed. Cause he's just like, ah, and he's just yeah. frustrated. And then I'm like, well, here's dinner. I'm ready to go to bed. Hey. Yeah. And so a lot of times he's like, I love you, but I'm going to stay at one of our friend's house tonight because I just, I can't do it. I can't drive out to Largo. It's that's, that's really hard on you. The drive. It is. And I'm like, I listen, after living in Atlanta and being on the road for four hours through middle school and high school every day, I get it. Yeah. yeah go ahead. So we've missed out actually leading up to our wedding on having just us time. Mm-hmm. And so I really want to focus on that once we sort of like are not in Largo. In, there's nothing wrong with Largo, by the way. No. It's just that it's away it's from far. everything that we do. Right, because you lived in St. Pete for so long. Absolutely. And now you're out in Largo for like a few months. Right. And you know you're not staying there, so why would you like make a new home and make a new community? Because you're going to be, should we say where it is? 
Uh, yeah, in St. Pete. You're yeah. going to be back mm-hmm. in St. Pete yeah. and back mm-hmm. around what you used to know. So this really is just a temporary situation, but it's not. It does throw a wrench into everything. Yes. I felt that as soon as I moved in with y'all. It's like life just kind of got thrown up and it's kind of just floating right there, waiting to settle. And as soon as this house is, you know, you're in it officially, mm-hmm. that's when it's finally going to settle and you're able to actually put your roots back down again. It is. And so life has been such a, a, a crazy just, I mean, like half of our stuff has been in a pod since July. So like behind the scenes stuff, and we'll talk more about this in the new year, but like we had to sell Chateau Oprah like in weeks. Yeah, quick. So like the plan was to once we had the house built, we would sell Chateau Oprah, but we were going to take our time with it and like let if see if Scott and Dylan wanted to stay in or maybe rent it out. Yeah. But then once we like talked with financial people who were like, well, there are some things that may make it a hiccup. So you want to sell it. And then to actually have the money to build the house, we had to get all this technical stuff. So we had literally, we were told in order for us to do this house, we had to sell our house in two weeks. So it Not was stressful at all. And this was in June during Miguel's big gay brunch every Sunday. So like literally there was like a Sunday where I was at brunch, and we're like, hey, yay, drag queens, fun, champagne. Went back home, and we were moving stuff into a pod. Yeah, I remember. So it was just like a crazy shit show. So, like, our lives have just been split. So I'm just ready to get back to some normalcy at some point. And one of the things that we've talked about that we want to do, and this is what I love about Abe, is that he's willing to admit when he's like, I'm in an area of emotion that I don't understand, that we want to go to couples therapy. Hell yes. yes. Just to... Because everything's fine, but we just want to strengthen that bond. And that's the same thing with therapy, though, all the time. Right. It's like you could still be fine and go. It's just you're only helping yourself. Absolutely. It's going to come out better. Hey, listen, th- there's always a reason to go to therapy. Yeah. Okay. It's not like nothing is happening in your life, right? Like, th- I mean, this for individual and couple. Yeah. Like, nobody exists inside a vacuum. So if you think you don't have anything to talk about in therapy, and some days it's lighter than others, but yes. like, you can even riff off the top of your head. And as you're talking, you're like, oh, well, there is this one thing. Because I was that person. Me, right? Mental health champion of Tampa Bay. Like, I <laughs> three years ago, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get this person in therapy. I'm going to get this and this. I'm fine, though. I'm great. Okay, Miss Know-It-All, who did mm. not. Everybody can use therapy for some reason or another, depending on how deep you want to work on yourself. That's and a- couples are the same way. Especially mm-hmm. the fact, Miguel... That, as far as I know, you nor Abe are in therapy individually. No, no uh-uh, no. So you're not working on yourselves. Mm-mm. So as a couple, you are coming to each other with uh, the best that you got, which right. may not even be your best mm-hmm. because you're not your best to yourselves right now. Absolutely. I'm only going to help your relationship in the long yes. run. I did couples therapy with uh, my person. This was a while ago. This was like a year or so ago. Um and we are both in individual therapy. Mm-hmm. And then we decided to do couples therapy for a couple of different reasons. And it often ended up with he would go through some of his stuff individually first. And then I would go through some of my stuff. And by the time we got done the hour with the hour, it would be like, oh, well, we didn't quite make it to the couple stuff. <laughs> now, this was not probably the best counselor for us. So you have to know, too, like you try out different therapists because right. not everyone is a fit for everyone. But it just goes to show that you got to work on stuff individually, and that can happen in those sessions. Right. And it only makes you stronger as a couple because then as a couple, you realize, and you do some of this work on your own. Okay, Abe is this way. When I react this way, and he, like, you can see just, it's almost like laid out. You're like, this is how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. But you also don't want to assume because I'm a really bad 
assumer because I'm an empath and I can feel people. Mm-hmm. And this was like, again, moving my default programming. My person would have like a certain face on or like a certain air of this mood or that mood. And I would see it, sense an overall emotion, and then make a story about it and be like, well, he's this because well, that. that. And it's probably me because this is why. I had to stop doing that. Yeah. Mm. And so with couples therapy, and this will be good for you and Abe if you choose to do it, is you stop making up the story and you learn how to ask better questions right. about each other based on what you know about yourself. Absolutely. Ooh. And so that's what we're looking idea. forward to. And we'd actually had started the process, and this happened right when um, we, right before we had to sell the house, when mm-hmm. all that came up, and then we had some stuff here at work. The summer that happened that was really crazy. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's been a crazy few months. It's It's been a lot. Um, and then just quick things on my to-do list that I want to do in the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, I started this pro- – or I inquired about this project in the spring of 2020, actually. Hmm. Um, and I put it off because life has happened since then. Um, but I want to start the process of writing a book. Yeah, buddy. Um, that's been like right there on my list. And I'm like, and the person that's my contact, she's like, I need you to get through your wedding and all that stuff. And then let's talk. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, I'm ready to do that once we get through this process. Um, so I'm like putting it on my board, my physical dream board, my vision board that I have. Yeah. Um, that's... <laughs> actually in a pod right now but i have the uh, the stuff that i put on it i put it in a ziploc bag so it's like on my dresser um in our little temporary house yeah. so i do see the stuff but it's just like in a little ziploc bag by the way like i really want to write a book too i'm not trying to like step on your steal i think your everybody shine. should but we the thing is we think of it in like such a difficult thing so my person's dad wrote a book oh and he decided he was going to write a book Maybe in like late 19 or early 2020. And then, of course, probably had a lot of time to think on it during the pandemic. And then just started freaking writing. And about, I don't know, a couple months ago, he's like, my book's on Amazon. Oh. I was like, I was like, oh, that's sir. What? I wanted to be like, bitch, what? Like, it did not take that long. Mm -mm. This man wrote a damn book. I mean, this is not like a book that I would necessarily used as like pleasure reading but he had a story to tell he told the story in book form it's on amazon he has a printed copy of it somehow he got that you know put together and it's out and i'm saying this he did all of it from like concept to the book is on amazon in the entire like during that time when he was doing that i was like god i don't know how to do this Mm. like i have a professional writing minor so i'd like i would know how to intro it but i don't know i don't know what to include you can do it. You just got to get started. I don't believe that man wrote the damn book. <laughs> my aunt just released a whole series of books. I was like, oh. Uh, like, it makes me mad see? at myself, right? It makes me angry because I'm like, ah, I could write a book. You but can like, do it. I just, again, the fear. Yeah. Well, that's a good way to start practicing getting past it. Yeah. One sentence at a time. Scott, what's your social media? At Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. Holly O'Connor? Radio Holly on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Mine is Miguel Fuller on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all the wonderful places. Also, 
Miguel and Holly is not hacked anymore. We yeah. back. Yeah, Miguel so and Holly on Instagram. Please slide up in our DMs and say platypus posse on the Miguel and Holly Instagram. And we won't try to sell you some bullshit. No, not anymore. <laughs> it was a hacker wasn't from us. Turkey. That wasn't us. Uh, um, <laughs> also, leave us a rating. We would really appreciate it. Five star. If not, bleep off. Yep. Thank Don't you so much. Put your four star rating that's somewhere. How you end this. Go <laughs> bleep off. No, that's only if you have negative thoughts. But I'm assuming if you made it this yeah, far, you don't have negative thoughts. Nobody listening this far has negative thoughts. Plus, I've I'm been sure watching a lot of Succession on HBO, no. and that's what they say all the time: all right. bleep off. All right. We'll see you in the new year. Bye.